Hi, I'm Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. Welcome to episode 21 of the Harvey Weinstein Trial Unfiltered, a daily podcast using reenactments of the most dramatic moments of verbatim testimony from the trial of Harvey Weinstein. And what a day we've had. We had a verdict and we had Harvey Weinstein, once the most powerful man in Hollywood, led away in handcuffs. But first, let's just remind you of what the trial was about. Uh, in a case that basically launched the Me Too movement, movie producer Harvey Weinstein faced two charges of rape and one of a criminal sex act concerning two separate women. He also faced two charges of predatory sexual assault, the most serious charges of all, which carried a possible life sentence. Uh, it was day five of deliberations by the jury and expectations were high that we're going to have a verdict, especially after the jury's last question on Friday at lunchtime when they asked what would happen if they were deadlocked on the sexual predator charges. So just before lunch, and the tension had been building all morning, the jury rang the bell, which kind of shocked the courtroom. After many days of dramatic testimony, we were going to get a verdict finally. Um, it wasn't clear, and then I saw one of the security guards mouth to another security guard that it is a verdict, and it yeah. was on. Because no one really knew, and we just, I just, we just looked over, and there was one guy saying, it's a verdict, and... Uh, but still, you know, hadn't been announced. Uh, the, uh, but before that, uh, there was a lot of activity, a lot of security guards moving towards Mr. Weinstein. But before that, there was another twist. There was a, another allegation of jury malfeasance. Um, there was talk of anonymous emails and a jury member was going to go against the evidence for darker motives and change the verdict. So this was just before the jury came in to announce their verdict. And let's hear the exchange about this mysterious e these mysterious emails. Let's hear that exchange between Damien Sharonis, uh, the lawyer for Weinstein, uh, Joan Eluzzi Orban, the Manhattan District Attorney, and they're in front of Judge James Burke. This, just to remind you, this is verbatim testimony reenacted by actors using actual uh, transcripts from the courtroom. And we start off with Judge Burke describing what has arrived in his inbox. I have a note from the jury. It is marked Quartz Exhibit Number 12. It says, we the jury have reached a verdict. Thank you. Before we do that, there are two matters to attend to. I have a letter from this morning from Mr. Idala moving for a mistrial for reasons that will be in the file, and that letter form motion for the mistrial is denied. It is a nullity until such time as it is properly served. And then there is a letter requesting relief from Mr. Sharonis. I will let him go into that in a moment. What I do suggest is, in response to his letter, that if there is not a, well, if there is an acquittal, then we don't need to address the matter much. And if there is something other than an acquittal, pursuant to your letter, I would suggest that we receive the verdict, and then before, after the verdict is rendered, after the jury renders its verdict, but before they are discharged, that the court make an individual inquiry of each juror in chambers with a representative from each side. Your Honor, about two or three minutes ago, apparently somebody from our witness aide said there was a call that came in on the weekend with somebody who purported to be a juror in the case and said that, started talking about the defendant's twin brother. I have not heard it. I sent Miss Galvin out to hear it. I'll inform the court further if it is anything that is to be addressed. That is what I have right now. The form, content, and timing seem to me, although I, of course, do not know this, to be transparently fraudulent. And it has all the hallmarks of a prank. But I don't know that, and you may feel very differently, Mr. Sharonis. Yes. 
Yesterday morning, I received an email on my website from an anonymous email address. I believe the state also received it, maybe this morning, indicating essentially that the person who sent it, so it is clear, it was addressed to you, Your Honor, but sent to me having to do with an individual claiming they were friends with the Weinstein juror and further claiming the juror had made an arrangement with a New York City publisher for a book. They thought Mr. Weinstein was not guilty, but they were pressured into that finding guilty verdict because it would be financially a windfall for a guilty verdict. They also include in the letter there was information about having set up a website regarding Annabella Sciorra to determine whether or not she actually knew the day she was raped. The takeaway from this is the person sending the letter claims to have had contact with a juror who does not believe Mr. Weinstein is guilty. However, the juror told this person everyone is talking to family and friends. A guilty verdict will save America. They think Weinstein is creepy, however, not guilty. And the person who sent it said, I'm afraid to say this. I'm more afraid of going to hell and facing God. I have no idea who sent this. It is clear the prospect of this letter, if it is not fraudulent, is significant. And we asked prior to court starting today to have these individual jurors questioned. The court told me not at this moment, and here we are. That was our request at the time. If I may respond briefly to this. First of all, I received the letter this morning from Mr. Sharonis. Then when I got to court, it was also emailed to me. Apparently, it was sent through a foil hotline or something, some conduit at the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, and I received it this morning. There are a few interesting things to note about it, which indicates to us this was sent from an unbalanced person who has actually no knowledge about what is happening here among the jury. See, I disagree. I think it is an obvious attempt to seem like it is an unbalanced person. I think it is cleverly, or a not-so-cleverly written attempt, to seem like it is some nut job, when it is in fact a fairly obvious attempt to upend the trial, but... In fact, if you note, I will note a few things about it. Number one, the person who wrote it said they were, they could not name the juror for fear of their own life. Is that to say the juror would kill them? I have no idea, and didn't indicate if it was a male or female juror. Then at the end, seems to be invoking what Bernie Sanders would want to do in this situation. So, in all, it seems like it was just not something that is legitimate. Right, so... I just got from Ms. Galvin the content of this other call that we received, and basically, it is the juror on the Weinstein case, and they said that I would question his twin brother who is dying. He may be taking a rap for his twin brother, and that is basically... This is Mr. Weinstein's twin brother? Yes. He does not have a twin brother. It seems this is just a fraudulent call, but I want to alert the court we were made aware. So I'm going to receive the verdict now, and if it is an acquittal, the matter is moot and everybody can move on. If it is something other than that... I will receive the verdict, but before I discharge the jury, I'll send them back into the jury room, and I would suggest a representative from each side and I and the court reporter go into the robing room for a moment and make a brief inquiry of each individual juror. Anybody disagree with that or have a better plan? It seems fine. We ask it be under oath. I'll remind them that they are still under oath. Thank you. Then we got to the part we were all waiting for, um, and as we said earlier, there was a lot of tension in the courtroom. No one really knew what the verdict would be. The cases against Weinstein were weak in places, but there were a lot of accusations. The tension ratcheted up. Nobody seemed to be in any hurry. A, a lot of the guards came up, and a lot of guards came into the room, and in fact, I saw some of the guards were from the special security team, which is basically in case there's a riot or a fight. 
they, they come in and four or five of the guards come up and stood in a semicircle around Harvey Weinstein. Because in case, I suppose, in case he, it made a sudden d- 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 dash for freedom? Yes, I mean, you know, or through his walker at the window and jumped out the window. I suppose this is what happens when people get convicted. Yeah, so uh, who knows what was going to happen. They make a dash for freedom, but they were not going to let him make a dash for freedom, even though he claims to be crippled and ha- have a walker. So let's hear the verdict. Uh, now, this is actors playing roles here, and it's verbatim from, verbatim the, from, from, the, the from the transcripts today. Jury is entering. Jury entering. Welcome back, jurors. I have your note, which I will mark, and it states we, the jury, have reached a verdict. So I'm going to turn the proceedings over to the clerk of the court to formally receive your verdict. Then after that, I'm going to ask you to go into the jury room for a moment, and we are going to attend to some matters. Then after that, I'll bring you out and give you some instructions about discharge. Then after that, you'll go back in, gather your things, and I'll discharge you from jury duty. At this point, I'll turn the proceedings over to the clerk of the court. Four person, please rise. Members of the jury, have you agreed upon a verdict? Yes. How say you as to the first count of the indictment charging defendant Harvey Weinstein with the crime of predatory sexual assault? How say you? Not guilty. Count two, criminal sexual act in the first degree? Guilty. As to count three? Not guilty. As to count four, rape in the first degree? Not guilty. As to count five, rape in the third degree? Guilty. So, big drama. He was found guilty uh, of two of the charges and not guilty on three, but that doesn't balance itself out. I think not guilty on two of these charges is very serious for him. The three that he was found not guilty on were the most serious charges of the first degree rape of Jessica Mann and then two charges of being a sexual predator. Um, Interesting here, they do not seem, the jury does not seem to believe the accounts of Annabella Sciorra, the Sopranos actress who alleged she was raped in her Gramercy Park apartment by Weinstein in 1993 or 1984. It had seemed last week that by their questions, the jury had believed Shiora, and at one stage they asked if they could convict on the evidence of Annabella Shiora alone. And of course they couldn't. Annabella is attached, uh, her case was attached to Jessica Mann. Because, because on its or own. Or to Miriam Haley they could only believe her if they believed the, f- the first allegations. So they could not convict on her alone. Yeah, well, they, could, they couldn't even go on to look at Annabella Sciorra unless they found the others uh, guilty on the other on the other counts. Mm-hmm. But actually, in, even where they did, actually, in this case, um, they didn't go on with the Annabella yes. Sciorra thing. So where, where he is guilty then, so the first count that he's guilty of is um, the Criminal Sexual Act in the first degree. So this is just to remind everyone, this is Miriam Haley, 2006 at Harvey Weinstein's apartment and the sentence connected with the guilt um, connected with this crime is 5 to 25 years. The first degree criminal sex act conviction stemmed from accusations that he forced oral sex on production assistant Miriam Haley in 2006. So Miss Haley testified that Mr. Weinstein had invited her to his Soho apartment. He kissed her, fondled her before backing her into a bedroom and forced himself on her orally. So the day after the alleged assault, Miss Haley flew to Los Angeles on a ticket that Mr. Weinstein bought for her. People will remember, will remember this because um, this, this was something that the defence had, had pointed out. And then when she returned two weeks later, she had met Mr. Weinstein at his Tribeca 
Grand Hotel where, according to her, uh, the two had consensual sex. Yes, that's according to Miriam Haley herself. They, they had consensual sex uh, two weeks after she'd been raped, allegedly. And also, in between that time, she'd accepted a trip to Los Angeles. Exactly. And then came back and after this consensual um, yeah. sexual uh, encounter with, with Weinstein, she, was, she had then taken this ticket and flown to London. Um, and this is the reason we were sceptical and thought that this wasn't a strong case mm-hmm. because it seemed there was so much of this kind of, um, you know, very friendly, yeah. very, very friendly um, relationships and also that she was constantly asking for stuff, which seems, um, you know, to be an odd and thing. Like, except, for example, when she was in London, she realised Harvey Weinstein was also there. Was, and a, was about to arrive and she couldn't change her ticket. She, and but she, she tried said, desperately to change her ticket so that she'd be in the same city as him at the same time. Know, the actual email said, totally bummed to have missed you guys. I tried to change my flight until Friday, but I couldn't. If you're coming back anytime soon, please let me know. Uh, you know, and then she had followed up that by going, you know, a year later she was in Cannes and she wanted tickets to a screening of Sicko. She sent an email. Um, when she reached out um, asking for the tickets, she included in her message that she'll be in a private apartment. There was a whole thing about that you'd be mm-hmm. in a private apartment. Why would you have said that to somebody who had, who had raped you? But however, the, the, the jury were not convinced no, they were not. by any of that. And the jury have found him guilty um, on, that, on that count. Of sexual assault. Of sec- yeah, exactly. Just to remind us again. So that's, that's this first count that he's guilty of, which is criminal, a criminal sexual act in the first degree for Miriam Haley um, in Harvey Weinstein's apartment. So the second um, guilty verdict today was uh, count five, which is rape in the third degree without consent. Um, Jessica Mann, this is the, this is the March uh, 2013 double tree. St. Patrick's Day, in fact. Yeah, and the reason, you know, and by the way, just on the technical aspect of that, that the legal technical, the reason it's not in the first degree was because he didn't use physical um, force or threats of immediate harm, which is what is required uh, in a first degree rape. Someone should tell the prosecutor that, as we will learn as we'll later. we'll find at the end, exactly. Yes. So the sentence uh, connected with this second guilty verdict is a minimum pr- probation and up to 16 months to a maximum of four years. In um, prison. In prison, in prison, exactly. Yeah. And to remember, again, this is the incident where um, Jessica Mann was in New York. She had gone there with her friend, Tommy Richards, um, on a ticket paid for by him, by the way, by her friend, by her friend, Tommy Richards. Um, Harvey Weinstein arrives and books into the same hotel, into the Doubletree Hotel. She goes upstairs with him because she wants to talk to him privately. She She's annoyed with him. She wanted, she, mm. she, she wanted to talk to him. That was the, the story that she told. Um, and then he ordered her, this is, this yeah. is what, you know, this is what he, he forced her upstairs, isn't that Exactly, right? that he, you know, that he had done that. Um, however, you know, exactly, that's what she said. And um, that he had ordered her to remove her clothing, blocked her from leaving the hotel room. She said she was so scared that she gave up and, and he had sex with her. So after that incident, um, again, just to remind everyone, she had, she had breakfast with Weinstein and her friends and then took her friend, Tommy, aside, aside and said, would it be okay if she changed her ticket? Yeah, she wanted to change her ticket to spend another night with Harvey Weinstein, who she says uh, had just sexually assaulted her and and just raped her. And she she took Tommy aside. It wasn't like you know he asked her at the table, and she, she Tommy said she appeared delighted. When he took her aside, she didn't fear see, seem nervous or didn't tell him that it was terrible. 
strange behaviour for someone who'd just been raped. And Apparently then the second, also the following day was Harvey Weinstein's uh, birthday and she actually, you know, went and spent time with him to celebrate his birthday together with him. And after, you know, after this whole double tree thing, she was the one who kept on writing to him um, and being in touch with him. And in fact, a month later, there was the one email, you know, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate all you do for me. It shows. Um, so again, she's you know, also wrote emails and, and, and letters saying he validated her, that you know he he was good for her. It was a friendly, apparently loving relationship. And that's why we were very sceptical and, and, did, and didn't think that actually he would be uh, found guilty on these charges. Yes. But the jury were not convinced by any of the, these issues that we had, obviously. They were very convinced by the descriptions yeah. of Jessica Mann and Miriam Haley, and they found him guilty on, on both of those charges. So then it was a question for the judge to decide what to do with Weinstein before sentencing. Sentencing uh, is going to be happening March 11th. And what, like, what would happen today... Um, and he had a number of choices. He could have immediately remanded him in custody. He could have placed him under house arrest, or he could continue with the same heavily monitored bail with an ankle bracelet. Um, and obviously, both sides uh, on the legal side were, were arguing about what would be, mm -hmm. you know, the fairest thing to happen yeah. at this point. The consensus in the courtroom would be that he would be remanded. That you know, if he was convicted of of rape, uh, even in the third degree, that you know, you couldn't have someone like that on the street. Uh, so let's hear the exchanges between the lawyers now. One thing I would say is that we're coming to the end of our run. Uh, it's been very interesting. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more about the case, we're going to be regularly updating on our other podcast, The Anne Film Scoop. That's our other podcast, The Anne Film Scoop, and it's spelled our names, A-N-N, and Film, P-H-E-L-I-M, The Anne Film Scoop. One thing you could do, is also rate this podcast if you think it's a five star or a four star or a three star or a one star. No, so just five stars. Just five stars. So please rate it. Please leave a comment. We do read them all. Actually, one thing you can do is if you want to leave a comment that we could respond to, go to the Alan Film Scoop on YouTube and leave a comment there and we will be able to respond to you. Apple does not allow us to respond to your comments. So please uh, leave a comment, leave a rating. Uh, but let's, so let's hear the pleadings from the various lawyers about whether... Harvey Weinstein should be taken away today in handcuffs. Speaking for the prosecution is Joan Eluzzi Orban, who's had a, a great victory today. And pleading for Weinstein to be kept out of jail is Donna Rotano. So let's hear exchanges. And interestingly, you'll hear Joan Eluzzi Orban mischaracterize what Weinstein was convicted of. The jurors have left and the door is closed. Any application, either side? Yes, Your Honor. We are asking the defendant be remanded at this point to await sentencing on the first count. He's convicted of rape in the first degree. He stands to do 25 years in jail. And on the second, which is a D, nonviolent, he stands to do four years maximum in jail. But that sentence can be run consecutive to the first. So therefore, we are asking him to be remanded at this time. Ms. Rotano. Judge, we are asking Mr. Weinstein be able to stay on the same conditions of bail that he's currently on. He is monitored by an ankle monitor. His whereabouts are known at all times. The government, as we believe, put surveillance on him over the weekend. He made absolutely zero attempt to flee at all, not only during the pendency of this case, but during the jury deliberations. And after the information that came out on Friday, Mr. Weinstein will appear in court each and every time. 
he has significant medical issues. I have letters from all his doctors, Judge. He's under the care of five doctors currently. He's dealing with the remnants of his back operation, which was not successful. He's in need of the walker. He takes a list of different medicines. Judge, he's currently receiving shots in his eyes so he does not go blind. As we believe, putting him in custody at this point before he can get some of the issues taken care of and proper documentation of them would not only put Mr. Weinstein in danger, but the New York Penal Institution also because they will have to care for him and be responsible for these issues. He was found not guilty of the most serious counts that he was charged with. In the alternative, Your Honor, if you would not consider our request, we are asking for house arrest where he has to stay in the house 24 hours, but he will appear back in court. I do have letters from his doctors. I do have documentation of his medical, the pills he takes, and there is a prescription for his walker. Thank you. I don't doubt the severity of his medical conditions. How is Wednesday, March 11th for sentence? Good for the people. Yes, that works. Remand, Wednesday, March 11th, on for sentence. Judge, in terms of the housing, Your Honor, I know you don't... Medical attention is required, and I know our court staff has done a number of things in anticipation of either or any verdict. Would you consider making a recommendation? I know... Of what? Would you make a recommendation for him to go to either the North Infirmary Unit, which is known as the NIU at the Anna Cross Building at Rikers? Would you consider making that? I certainly do not have any opposition to that. The Department of Corrections takes whatever into account. I think with his condition and everything else, I imagine he will be in something close to, he will be in the infirmary, and something tantamount to protective custody. If you want me to order something along those lines, I will make a judicial request for the infirmary. All right, attorneys. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks. So yes, Mr. Lutzi Orban, I said he was convicted of first-degree rape uh, when he was, in fact, convicted of third-degree. Obviously, a slip of the tongue, and I suppose not a huge mistake. She's, you know, she's put Mr. Weinstein behind bars now. It's a great victory for her. And for Weinstein, the slip of the tongue is of little relevance. Uh, according to sources that we've spoken to close to Weinstein's legal team, they believe the more serious charges which are just there to add packing for the jury to sway the jury they they, be, they believe the, the prison sentence that he will now get for the lesser charges will be so lengthy for someone of his age and with his health problems you know he's 67 uh, that there will be a life sentence uh, regardless of the fact that he is has been cleared of the more serious charges so they actually then went and they slapped on the they slapped on the handcuffs uh, yeah handcuffs Funny, it looked like he wasn't going to get up. He looked like he wasn't going to stand up. But I think they had difficulty getting him to stand up because of his back. Now, if you look later, he came out of the court side door. There's video there. You, you can see he doesn't seem to have a, a problem with his back. But I'll, I'll, sometimes people with bad backs do have problems standing up. But I he, thought he did. I thought he was rather sprightly, though, actually, in the way he walked out yes, the, side, the side door. The and it's quite extraordinary. And they have obviously got him to he'll go to a hospital. Mm -hmm. um, the infirmary. To the infirmary. And he will, you know, await, um, you know, this um, the, the sentencing phase, which will yes. be on March the 11th. And, you know, I think that I think the sense in the court today was that, you know, that the judge will throw the book at him and yes. will take the maximum, which when you if you accumulated everything, 
everything oh, yeah. would be these 30, 29, I think it's 29, it's 29 in total, 29 years yeah. in total, which would be, which would really amount to a death sentence, uh, I suppose. It's quite a fall from grace. Uh, from it's quite extraordinary. And by the way, on I was just looking on Twitter today and there was quite an amazing, and people can find this somewhere, um, there's a collection, a montage of... Of all of the the worthies of Hollywood, by the way, saying how much they loved him, and I wondered, it made me wonder where all those people were today and what they're thinking today. For for so many years, so many of them that were so close to him and didn't say anything about this man who clearly now is being described by this jury as uh, you know as a monster and, yeah. and is guilty of the most the most heinous of um, of acts. I just looked at that, like, you know, we got yeah. Mer- Meryl Streep, basically everyone, actually, um, of the kind of the royalty, I I, of the Hollywood royalty. I think a lot of people want to keep their heads down today. Yeah. He, he was, he's made a lot of careers, and you wonder how he made those careers, and people just want to move on and look forward rather than look back at Harvey Weinstein. Of course, the lawyers said they're going to appeal, and, you know, they think they have good grounds for appeal. The judge definitely wasn't generous to the defence and certainly judged, uh, you know, ruled a lot for the prosecution. The defence, you know, lost some witnesses as it became more and more toxic to testify on behalf of Harvey Weinstein. Witnesses dropped out. There was witnesses mentioned in the opening for the defence that never appeared and according to sources it was because they feared for their careers. They feared that defending or even speaking and giving an alibi for Harvey Weinstein for a particular day or event would be toxic to their career. So a lot of the journalists, I mean, I saw a lot of the, the papers are, are touting this as being, you know, a historic moment and that, you know, women will, you know, will be believed, you know, going forward and that it's a, a mighty day, basically, mm-hmm. um, and a change in history and all of that. I have my doubts. I re- remain very perplexed by the behaviour of these women and very much what was said by Donna Rotunno about women's agency, women's ability to choose, women's ability to not be constantly in touch with someone who had raped them. And they're not married, and they weren't married to him. Um, they were even in different countries at different times. But for now, for today, that's where we're at. He's basically upstate, up in, uh, you know, in some version of uh, Rikers, Rikers, I suppose. But not him, quite yes, Rikers. But it's, uh, as but they it's, say on TV, we're going to ship you out to Rikers, you know. Um, he's, and I'm sure... It's, he's it's, in the Northfield um, Correctional Institute. State Correctional Institute. Yeah, he won't be eating anything out of Cipriani's tonight, that's no, for sure. No, It's so an extraordinary day. I mean, uh, it, it, that has been something very interesting about the trial. Was it, was it, it was a guided tour around some of the most upmarket places uh, of, mm. of New York and L.A. And in fact, many of, them, many of them actually are around the courtroom. When we used to walk home from the courtroom, we'd be walking past Cipriani's, past Soho Grand, past... Uh, uh, the Tribeca know, area. Uh, yes, and see some of these places mentioned. And it was quite a life he had. And, uh, you know, where, as you say, where he, the, where he is now, the food won't be quite so good. Definitely not. And the company will be, you know. So don't forget to rate the podcast. Do check in, please, on the Ann and Phelan Scoop if you can. Sentencing will be March 11th and we'll get back to you. We'll um, be dropping we'll, another episode We'll drop then. another episode then and, 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 and talk about and that. And I think by that stage we will have stopped interrupting each other. Maybe. Please rate the podcast. It's been great coming along with you on this journey. And we look forward to talking to you again around March the 11th to tell you what happens, Harry Weinstein. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast is produced by Unreported Story Society and Magdalena Segeda and Raquel Lerman of Theatre Planners. Written and presented by Philip McAleer and Anne McElhaney. Directed by Kif Scholl. Donna Rotano is played by Caitlin Carlton. 
The Clerk of the Court is played by Matthew Downs. Judge James Burke is played by Thomas Fasella. Joan Eluzzi Orban is played by Michelle Gardner. Damon Sharonis is played by David Stanbra. And the jury foreman is played by Bob Telford. Edited by Mark Aramian and engineered by Chris Gardner.